Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello, hello, and welcome back to ESSR's premiere show, the number one show on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Network. Yes, it's ESSR Central because no other show comes close. I am the the, the beloved Ali McCoist of the ESSR Network. I am Ross McLeod, joined by my lovable co-host from the other side of the pond, my Morris Edu. He's Chris Anthony Lopez. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy it's my turn back on the gamut, you know, we're out here rocking on ESSR. But um, the premiere show, I th- like, do you just say that when I'm here, you're trying to make me feel better? Because if so, it's working. I, well, I mean, flattery will get you everywhere. But I, I say it every <laughs> week because, I mean, there's some other shows in this network, some other shows that maybe pop up once in a while or, you know, other shows that just aren't quite as important as they think we're the guys we're <laughs> doing doing the business we're 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 getting into the nitty-gritty you know what i mean so i mean if you want to listen to these other shows or maybe just avoid them and listen to more of me and chris then you can find a massive back catalog of reviews previews interviews and news over Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. And if you'd like to tweet me and tell me how good I am, well, at Suplex Retweet is on Twitter, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, it's on Instagram. Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community. There's an abrasive goat there who consistently asks questions that no one asks him to ask. He's not done it this week because I've ignored him. Uh, But... (laughs) You can get involved in the conversation. I value your opinion more than David Campbell's. Anyway, let's um, talking about opinions. We're um, we're going to dive into the Royal Rumble here. That it's probably going to be a a Royal Rumble centric um, central this week because we would have recorded on a usual Wednesday. Rangers Celtic took precedent. That was a bad decision. Um, and. <laughs> So we're giving you our review a bit later in the week. It means more things have happened. So we'll talk about the Rumble card itself. We'll talk about the fallout coming from the Rumble. uh, And we'll preview a wee bit of uh, the upcoming Saudi Arabia pay-per-view elimination. I was about to say Crown Jewel. Uh, The Elimination (laughs) Chamber pay-per-view coming to you from Saudi Arabia. Uh, We'll preview that a little bit. We'll get more into that in the coming weeks. But... um, Chris, I know you have strong opinions about this pay-per-view as a whole. What would you give this pay-per-view overall, an overall mark for the Royal Rumble? Oh, gosh. If I have to give this like a letter grade, let me look at the card again one time, because I'm not going to lie to you. The second this show ended, I I was the set. I sat in silence for at least 20 minutes. Um, I want to say I'm going to give this show a... Ah, damn it. A C minus. C minus. I think that's fair. I think a C minus is fair. If I did, if I had to give a grade for it. Good, good theories, poor execution. I mean, yeah, I, I, I liked the women's rumble. I can't say that about the men's. The opening match is cool besides the finish. And, um, the mixed tag was entertaining. That was probably the best match on the car. (laughs) Can I can I say about the so I I went back and watched them since 
I, I went back and watched uh, Becky Lynch do drop and the mixed tag, easily the two best matches on the card. Yes. Uh, if we if we take if we take Roman and Seth, the finish dragged that down. But the two best matches on the card, Becky do drop and uh, the mixed tag, as you said. But I'm really not happy that they did this sort of mixed tag on the Rumble because the Rumble sells itself. People, you know, it might, you know, we're here in the UK, we're up to like four in the morning. We're like, get this Rumble yeah. on, come on, like. Like last year, I was watching the 2020 Rumble by myself. Sorry, 2021 Rumble by myself. When you know we were we were still in lockdown and we couldn't go to like people's houses, and like I was kind of waning during the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns match. It wasn't that it was bad? It was just I was tired. It was late. Yeah. And the Rumble itself, it's this. It's like a natural. It's like a natural caffeine boost, do you know what I mean? You're like, it's the Royal Rumble because it's fresh. It's every two minutes. Someone is new. Someone is entering. There's a return. There's a debut. There's a guy you like. There's a guy you hate. You know, it keeps it keeps going. And we've saw for, you know, the 2014-2015 Rumbles are examples of bad Rumbles. But, like, WWE had a good run for a while of good Rumbles. This one dragged it down, and I, I really don't think an undercard can save it because the undercard you really don't care about on the Rumble pay per views. The the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view, my favorite match type. It's something I look forward to every single year with watching wrestling. It's my most anticipated show of the year, including WrestleMania, including SummerSlam, um, all that fun stuff. Right, the Rumble is to me, the peak of wrestling and my fandom. And this show that I watched was not fun. It was not entertaining. I wasn't a fan. It reminded me of why I am so frustrated with WWE's uh, creative and the things that they're doing right now, the things they think are things they think are okay. I, uh, damn. I mean... I, I I would like I I would have loved a clean finish for Rollins Reigns seeing Reigns pop back up in the Lashley Lesnar match um, that was fine I guess until we saw what happened later in the night and you're telling me that the mixed tag match and the match that had the crowd distracted by there being a fire on the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> So you're telling me those two matches are the best matches on, on the card for a night that has two Royal Rumbles on it? I think you're yeah, doing exactly. something wrong at exactly. that at that point. And you said like the runtime of the of the pay-per-view. This is this is something I didn't really remember because I hadn't watched a WWE pay-per-view in full in a while. I just catch the matches I want to see, I catch the the highlights, whatever. But the rumble, of course, I'm gonna sit and watch the rumble. I sat in the same spot for like four and a half hours or whatever the hell it was. No, I appreciate it that it's on a Saturday night, but damn, it, it gets to be excessive. And I'm, I'm not a fan of these five hour long pay-per-views. I'm glad WrestleMania is two nights. It's still going to be long as hell, but this rumble was disappointing, underwhelming, 
And yeah, the the after I know we're gonna talk about the aftermath later, but it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. We we talked about um obviously the undercard, not many, you know, people show up to watch the rumble, laps fans show up to watch the rumble. Um the undercard doesn't sell a Royal Rumble. Um and you, you know what I'd be fine with going forward? Do you remember the, the first Women's Royal Rumble where we had Alexa and Charlotte uh, ringside with their yeah. title belts? I would be fine, see if, you know, I, I know we need breaks in between the two Rumbles. Say they did one of the two brand tag teams on on the pre-show, did one Rumble, male or female, to open the show, the women's tag and the other brand tag put those titles on the line and then do the other show because tag tag team wrestling and this is something I'll get into when we talk about the, the Royal Rumble I felt there was too many tag team people in the men's Royal Rumble yeah. I felt there was too many like I'm sorry I can't I know we're meant to delay our you know suspend our disbelief and all that but I find it hard to believe that you know the guy that lost the number one contendership tag title match two weeks ago in Raw you know I don't see him come in at number four and go damn if only he had a higher number he might have a chance at winning this I think damn that is a wasted spot Um. so yeah like put the, put the three tag title belts that you've got three is far too many but the three tag title belts on put them, them in the mid card and on the pre-show and open and close with a rumble and it's you know two and a half hours two rumbles as long as the rumbles are good no one cares and you have the two world champions sitting ringside staring down the winner when he or she wins you know what I mean like we don't we don't need a WWE title match on a Royal Rumble, that Royal Rumble would have had added something if it had a Seth Rollins in there instead of a Rick Boogs or a Riddick Moss or a Mad Cat Moss or whatever. Don't even get me started on Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Well, well, we'll keep going off on tangents. So let's start with the Women's Royal Rumble. We'll start with the winner, Ronda Rousey, uh, returning for the first time since WrestleMania 35. Uh, winning last eliminating I believe it was Bianca Belair she had last eliminated um, the last elimination was Charlotte, Charlotte Flair Charlotte, Charlotte oh. uh, so Charlotte last one eliminated um, what are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey winning the Rumble going forward, were you a fan of it um, a lot of people predicted her coming out number 30 I think I, li- I like the swerve where she came out at 28 no, I okay. So I mean, of course, Ronda is someone who if they're in it, they're winning. Same thing happened with the men's rumble. If they're in it, they're winning. And I had a feeling earlier the day of the of that Saturday afternoon, like Ronda Rousey is going to be in that rumble tonight, and she's going to win. I would have loved to see like a Liv Morgan win the thing. Um, someone like Naomi or Bianca win again. Rhea Ripley. Aaliyah to really throw some people off. But the second I heard a bad reputation, I'm like, oh, here we go. And like, that's your winner right there. I don't give a shit what happens between now and the end of the match. It's going to be Ronda. 
And at that point, with how the booking of the match went, I was just so like, screw it. Why not? Why not have her win? Who cares? Like, obviously they don't. So why should I? And I don't mind it. I like Ronda. I know that's a kind of that's kind of an unpopular opinion to like Ronda Rousey's WWE run. Does she need a manager? Yes, desperately. But I think she's done fine with what she's been given. You know, having to come in like super over mega babyface and then the crowd turning on you almost immediately is not easy to do, especially when you don't come from a wrestling background. But I think she's handled it well. And giving her this spot, as predictable as it was, I thought it was fine. Like I, I didn't have a problem with it. Like Charlotte, though, her being in the her being in the match in general, like what you were saying, like champs being in this kind of defeats the purpose of the Rumble itself. I know, like we saw Brock do it in 2020, and it was like it it was solely done to put over Drew McIntyre. But damn, that first half of that Rumble match is, you know, bogged down by there being a champion in the ring. Charlotte was she entered at let me see at 17 and she didn't get eliminated until Ronda took her out to win the damn match. So it was booking things aside. I liked the women's rumble way more than the men's one and Ronda winning. I had no problem with it. Like zero, at least at that point. Um, yeah, I I think a lot of people were about I think start that again. I think a lot of people thought. Charlotte was going to play a major part in this rumble. She was either going to be the last one eliminated or the winner was going to eliminate her. Um, there's rumours going forward that the the women's title match for SmackDown is going to be Ronda versus Charlotte. Makes sense with, you know, Fox Sports and, you know, being a bit more legitimate sports like that. Yeah. Rock and Ronda would go after the SmackDown, pardon me the SmackDown World titles, but uh, is this sort of Vince getting his way eventually? You know, we, we know when Ronda Rousey was brought in before WrestleMania 34, the plan was obviously the big marquee match, Angle, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and then the first ever women's main event, it was, it, it was earmarked months in advance, you know, Becky Lynch being there, and the whole will they let the main event, that was a sideshow circus. It was penciled in a year before that Ronda Rousey was going to face Charlotte Flair. Is this Vince eventually getting round to being like, yeah, I'll get my way this time? Well, uh, with with Ronda, there were already rumours, and I think Fightful had said something about this, like in the days leading up to the Rumble, that Charlotte Rousey was already penciled in. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, presumably with Ronda winning the match. So I wasn't too caught off guard with that idea. Plus, Fox wants Ronda. They're going to freaking get her. Like, she she popped up on Raw and they were like, oh, she's going to pick who she's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Psych! I'm going to do that on SmackDown instead. So we're already off to a great start with Ronda Rousey <laughs> winning the Women's Rumble. But... Ah, damn. If that's what they want, then great. We're going to run it back with Charlotte and with and um, Ronda. I I don't it could be worse, I guess. I think having Becky face someone on the Raw roster that is way deeper than the SmackDown women's roster would be more beneficial. Plus, it will finally get somebody that opportunity 
uh, for that big WrestleMania moment, whether it's Bianca having hers again, getting that win back with Becky or any of the names I mentioned, like Liv Morgan or even Dewdrop. Please name her Piper or Piper again. Dewdrop's <laughs> getting old really fast. But I, I think uh, Raw has a better roster for Becky than SmackDown does with Charlotte at the moment. Yes, Sasha just came back, but she may be tied in with different things. Who the hell knows what they have planned for Sasha? Especially after that rumble, rumble, rumble performance. I can't talk because Sasha got eliminated early as hell uh, in, this, talk, in this match. Let, let's talk about that because um, th- there was actually two incidents here, both, evolve- both involving Sasha, I should say. Uh, number one was Sasha Banks. Number two, the returning Melina. They didn't announce her ahead of time. It was nice to see Melina back in the ring. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But then instantly, Melina, she's eliminated in less than a minute. Um, eliminated in less than a minute. Gail Kim tweeted to, you know, tweeted her displeasure saying, I'm sorry, that's disrespectful. All the love in the world to Sasha Banks, but Melina's a legend in our business. Uh, she should have been treated better. And then, you know, people talk about the four horsewomen and how they keep going to that well of Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte. There's a reason these guys, not through manufacturing, but through through natural charisma and in-ring prowess, have massive fan bases behind them. Sasha did have a lot of fans there. Sasha, not a lot of people would complain if she won the Rumble. And it was almost like a Daniel Bryan-esque, like, out you go sort of thing before Charlotte comes in, before before the likes of Ronda Rousey and before number 30 Shayna Baszler comes in, before the big spotlight gets put on the match, it was like, right, out you go. Yeah, the the Sasha, like, the okay, first of all, the Molina thing, I was baffled seeing Melina eliminated so fast. I don't know the last time she's wrestled, so maybe they're trying to like protect her or something, but it came off real it came off like it was a little much. And then they were doing like the, the split off. They were trying to outsplit each other. It was really weird. And um I know wrestling Twitter had a had a, a frenzy when that happened. <laughs> Um, but when Sasha got eliminated a, a few spots later, when Zelina came out, I was really thrown. And I think at that point, I just stopped giving a shit because, like you said, Sasha could have been a favorite. And she's done the whole Iron Woman thing before. If I'm not mistaken, she was the Iron Woman from the first Rumble. But I'm I'm over here thinking, yo, like this is going to be weird and if Sasha is treated like this, she was the third person eliminated, the third of 30. It was a long rumble from that point forward. And yeah, you had folks like Bianca come in and Liv was already in the ring when when Sasha got eliminated. Um, Naomi, Rhea, and all the legacy people that came back that were cool to see, especially Ivory. Shout out to Ivory. That was pretty sick. But Yeah, Ivory was the highlight of my match. The fact that she still... Like with the mic when she was, don't you touch me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's getting thrown over the rope. That was funny. Yo, and she looks great. Someone told me she's like sixty. Is that true? Yeah, Cause... she. Like I, I always say there's certain people that are born a certain age and just grow into it. And when they get to that age, it's like, wow, you look. You know, it's like 
you look old. You look great for your age. Oh my God, you're this age. You look great. Ivory right. was born. Ivory was born forty eight and grew into it. Right. I was like, geez. Like I'm like, you look awesome. I was like, you haven't aged a day. Like right to censor was like twenty years ago, and you look like you're plucked from two thousand two. John, um, John Isherwood, um, one of our other co-hosts here on Central, uh, was hosting. I can't remember whereabouts it was. He was hosting, but he was hosting a a Royal Rumble night. Uh, and there was a group of people dressed like the right to censor they went and they popped so loud when Ivory <laughs> like, it was just such an obscure cosplay and then Ivory actually appears it's like oh my god what that's the- awesome <laughs> <laughs> like even some folks like in my in my little circle over here like they like they're like yo like anyone watching the rumble they're like, yo, why is Ivory here? Like, right to censor? I'm like, right. Like, it was crazy. And like over here on Peacock, that's like it's it's the like it's the worst. Watching wrestling, a live wrestling event on Peacock is awful because there's like a massive delay. I was yeah. watching it with a buddy of mine over uh over streaming, or like we were like FaceTiming each other, and his stream was like 10 seconds ahead of mine. And it was so he knew like he was, he was like 10 seconds is not, doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. So, yeah, especially like the, the instant reaction that someone gets or doesn't get, it's like a, yes, it's a, oh, never mind. It's a, usually it's Natalia when you go, oh, never mind. <laughs> right. And he didn't know. And that was another issue between the two rumbles that a lot of folks have been getting new music, new intro music over the last few weeks. Yeah, so, when we would hear the music and we didn't see the Tron or we didn't see the wrestler yet, folks were like, who the hell is this? And that was, that was my buddy. He hadn't watched wrestling on a weekly basis in months since SummerSlam after the whole Becky Bianca fiasco. So he came back to this show, a bad show to come back to wrestling to. And he's like, who are these people? Should I care about them? And I think the one big one was Liv Morgan. I'm like, you should definitely give a shit about Liv Morgan. At least if you're asking me. But yeah, the, rum- the rumble was it was just very very off. It was it was cool. Like there was a lot of cool nostalgia pops. That was rad. Uh Mickey James with the hardcore country and her coming out with the impact belt was awesome. And seen, how well she performed. I seen a lot of people complaining that Lita eliminated uh, Mickey James. I think Mickey James was great. I loved the Michelle McCool coming out and the whole revisiting Piggy James and we've seen this before with Rumbles yeah. the Rumbles to like apologize for things so like uh, I believe it was like 2019 when or, or 2020 when Santina came out <laughs> yeah and like all the women just united and like just were like no not again and like he did the Cobra to himself and just like eliminated him and that's sort of like the apologies that happened you know there's your makeup for it right they had hard eliminate Michelle McCool. They had, um, you know, the sort of sorry for the Piggy James. But I think, you know, if I love, I love Morgan, who I agree, you really should care about. She's been one of a few non, a uh, four horsewomen divas, other than uh, sorry, women that other than Bianca Belair to get like, a push recently. Um, she eliminates her. Half the internet are like, oh God, why was she eliminated by Liv Morgan? If it's a Carmella or a Queen Zelina, never mind that they've been doing great heel work and like Carmella's won everything and you know they're they're the current tag team champions. It's why did they eliminate her? 
So when they go, right, let's go safe, let's have Lita, who's got history with Mickey James, why don't we have her eliminate Mickey? And it's like, and they, they gave each other the, you got me, you got me, and it's like, sorry, got, you know, Lita gives her the sorry, got to do what I got to do sort of thing. Right. Like, I, I think that was the safe option. I don't have a problem with it. But at the same time, you knew because she was coming from elsewhere and she's Impact's world champion, like, it was always going to... She wasn't going to win. No, no, you, she wasn't going to win, but you always knew yeah. it was always going to be a, oh my God, why is it insert competitor X eliminating her? Right. There was going to be no correct way to go about it. Like I said, unless you keep someone like Sasha, you know, like keeping mm. someone like Sasha Banks in. Sasha's one of those people on the on the women's part of the roster that's almost untouchable. Where like she eliminated Melina less than 30 seconds, less than 90 seconds into the match. She got little to zero heat for that. There was a reaction like, oh, yo, what the hell? But after that, we immediately forgot about it when Tamina came out or when Kelly Kelly came out. We immediately forgot. So if you keep someone around like Sasha and she's the one that eliminates Mickey, then I think it'd be all right. But having it be Lita, I think she's another one of those that's also safe. Apparently, since Lita's sticking around, but we'll talk about that later. But Lita's another one of those that's untouchable. I think she like that was fine. I thought Mickey, her whole segment in the rumble was perfectly executed so um, i'm going to say some nice things about rumble i'm going to talk about some of the things i like so i'm just going to run through some of them quickly um sasha's a uh, sailor moon gear i thought was pretty cool i thought that oh, yeah. was i thought that was pretty cool i thought a uh, live morgan and bianca belair got time to shine and were bogged down whereas like in the men's rumble no one really stood out I like that um, Shayna Baszler, they, they, they made reference to the relationship with Rousey. You saw, not as heartwarming as it was last year when Edge smiles and sees Christian coming, but the wee smirk when Ronda Rousey knows I've got backup coming and it's Shayna Baszler. I hope that I, I hope that she gets a spotlight because of Rousey now. I hope she doesn't play the you're my friend or the, uh, the Kane role when someone was facing the Undertaker they always had to beat Kane in the lead up to facing the Undertaker yeah. um, I hope she doesn't get that role uh, I like the Team Bellas before they knocked <laughs> Alicia Fox out the ring <laughs> uh, I liked the callback to the first rumble where Nikki screwed over Bree Bree then throws out Nikki liked Lita's performance liked that Charlotte didn't win, but had an impactful, like it, it was impactful when she went out because it was the winning one. And you know what? I like that Ronda Rousey won the Rumble. I like Ronda Rousey. I feel that every, I, I talked about this in the Central before the Rumble, I feel that every fight she has, has a main event feel. I feel that not just because of the UFC thing, but because of the way Brock Lesnar is, and we only see him so many times a year. Ronda Rousey's more consistently on TV, but she still has that big fight feel. And don't get me wrong, there's certain people she faces, like, with due respect, when she fought Ruby Riot, we knew leading up to WrestleMania and with possibly Becky or Charlotte or both of them looming, she wasn't going to lose to Ruby Riot. But she's a fan of this business. You know, uh, Ruby Riot's came out and said that Rousey went backstage and said, Listen, I'm not happy we had a squash match on TV. 
uh, sorry, on a pay-per-view, can we have a rematch on TV? And they had, they put on a great match. So I feel she has a big fight feel, she fights and she has the pull to get people the spotlight they deserve. And yeah, I think the women's division, we, we saw how much it suffered when she left post-WrestleMania 35 and then when Becky left post-WrestleMania 36. There was a dip in the women's division and thankfully the boss and hug connection were there to like pick it up and run with it. But yep. with the two of them back and the two of them on WrestleMania, that's two instant big fights you've got there. So I'm delighted that Ronda Rousey's back. I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I, I, I appreciate the fact that they still gave Bianca and Liv something to do. And like, I'm, I'm with you on the Rousey thing. Like I'm, I don't mind Rousey winning. I might've been uh, a little shitty about it because of how they treated Sasha. But it was, it was still enjoyable. Even seeing like Summer Rae and Sarah Logan come back. I, that, that got a little pop out of me when I saw them pop back up on screen. For Granted, it wasn't too long, but it was still a moment <laughs> nonetheless. And same thing for My Alicia favorite. Fox. I didn't notice it at the time, but someone put it on social media. It went, a PG company, and here we have Summer Rae yelling, fuck you, to the hard cam as she runs to the ring. And yeah. now you, see, you don't just see her doing it, you hear her, you just hear, Natty, fuck you! Yeah, it's the so best. Cool. <laughs> oh, Summer oh, Rae, WWE that. legend. She just dropping the F word on pay-per-view. You only oh, get you one. And I love how you use it. That that's it was so rad. I didn't catch it till after the fact either. Twitter told me about it. Put it this way: through Twitter and through through social media, she's managed to have a half interesting feud with Natalia. Something no WWE writer has ever been able to make possible. <laughs> so, hey, in my eyes, it's Summer Rae, WWE legend. Um, oh yeah. So let's move on from. The, the Women's Rumble, let's talk about some of the undercard matches. Let's talk about, pardon me, the match that opened the show. Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. We knew something was up when Roman Reigns came out first. Roman Reigns has been, you know, it's well known that he's WWE's golden boy, but he's he's had the secondary entrance and the big pomp and circumstance Every pay-per-view, every title, every TV title match, every TV tag match, he's he's the guy that comes out last because he is the he's the big dog. It's that simple. So when Roman Reigns come out first, you're thinking something must be afoot here. But then to hear that crackling, that radio static, and then the Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. And it was it wasn't just a pop from the crowd. It was a, oh, and they did such a good job building this up. The the chink in Roman's armour, you know, the fact that he, he showed emotion, the fact that it's this heel versus heel rivalry, the fact that he said, I will never forgive you for what you did to the Shield. Yeah. Bit weird after, you know, they've done six reunions, but never mind. It's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just forget those because it was because Moxie was a part of those and they uh, wasn't forget them. It's like Vince Neil telling fucking 
like uh, what's his face? Pam Pam Anderson, Nikki Six. Sorry, not Tommy. Uh, it's like Vince Neil telling Nikki Six, "I'll never forgive you for what you did to Motley Crue after they've <laughs> done like ten reunion tours." Um, but Tommy Lee—that was the name I was looking for. But yeah, they showed they did such a good build-up, and then out it comes the Drip God, and he's wearing the bulletproof vest and the cargo pants and. It was amazing. And you know what? Look, I think this could have been an early match of the year contender if not for the finish. Oh, match of the year. Wow. Um, I thought that, wow. I thought this was great. I thought the shield thing really added to it. And then the finish happened and I just, it was a bit flat. Now, I... I, I don't know if I share the sentiment on match of the year, but I very much enjoyed the match up until the guillotine five count, whatever. I, yeah. But um, I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, you know what? They'll prob- they're probably just going to run it back in Saudi Arabia and whatever. I'll cry about it later. And then Seth's like, I'm in the elimination chamber. And I'm like, well, well what the hell is the point of that? Like that was. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because why? as Biggie says, and it's rumored in Saudi Arabia, we're going to see a Samoan man and a big muscly man, and it's going to be big muscly men slapping meat. Because Goldberg, <laughs> Goldberg has had another check from the Saudi Sports Authority, and Goldberg is rumored to be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. The oh. WrestleMania match we didn't get. And didn't want um, from two years ago. Vince is getting his way, and the Saudis are benefiting from it. So great! Another Saudi Arabia show I'm not going to watch. But the uh, don't get me wrong. The the Seth Seth Rollins' entrance was the best part of the show. How Seth oh, entered the match was by far. The, t- the talking point of, of the show and what people will remember from this pay-per-view. No one's going to remember, or no one's going to want to remember Brock winning. Rousey winning? Yeah, maybe. maybe. But folks may not be too kind to it. But Seth walking out to the Shield music, no one was complaining about it. Not one person was like, oh, they shouldn't have done that because it was the coolest thing that happened the entire night. By far, it was so damn cool. And I, I turned on the show late. I was, I turned on the show when Roman was entering. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I didn't miss the match yet, but there was no Rollins in the ring. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Where's Seth? And then you hear the Shield music, dunna, dunna. And I'm like, oh my god. And then he walked through the crowd, and he was still playing up the, the whole this new iteration of the Seth freaking Rollins character. And damn, it was so cool. And the match that followed was very cool until the end. But the post-match beatdown kind of saved it, I guess. It, it, they they were like, oh, it's revenge for the Shield. Until you remember the Shield reunions before, especially the one before Moxley left to go to AEW. But uh, I digress. Wrestling, continuity, there is none. Yeah, we love pro wrestling. I thought they were going to... I thought they were going to make it like Roman can't control himself. Like Roman is 
Roman's a loose cannon when it comes to Seth. Roman's, uh, you know, he, he's too emotionally involved. Seth is in his head. But do... They, they didn't but, close the door on that either. That's yeah, still a thing. They've not closed the door on it, but I always... And, and this was something... See, when Keith Lee came to the main roster, if someone's not going to win the title, then... Don't put them in the title picture and have them constantly lose and then be surprised. Hey, people aren't buying into this guy right now. You know, it it can be salvaged. We saw with the likes of, you know, AEW, Eddie Kingston came right in, was in the title picture, lost, but then, you know, he went into other things and, you know, he's been great ever since. He's had stuff with Punk and yeah. the tag team with Moxley, etc. But... Rollins is going to be in the chamber. That's another loss. Another high-profile loss. Ro uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be in the chamber, as we'll talk about later on. And do we need to see Roman screw Brock again? Do we need to see Rollins lose another title match again? I just feel, on paper, the Saudi Arabia chamber looks great with the people in it, but it's a case of oh, I. I just I don't want to see th these next couple of matches, and I think the storyline was there to have, you know, hey, you want to bring in a legend or bring back someone for big money and have them fight Brock, great or hey, Brock v Sheamus is a match we've never had. Let's have Sheamus and Brock kick the shit out of each other in Saudi Arabia. Let's have cool. let's have Seth and Roman continue the feud. Let's have the chamber. For like, hey, if Brock's going to announce on Raw, I'm going to go for the SmackDown title. Have the Saudi Chamber match be for the Raw number one contendership. You know what I mean? Make the Saudi show mean something. Right. But it looks like it's going to be another glorified house show with the pyro budget of WrestleMania, and I'm just not. It it brings me down because I was very. I, I was sitting watching with one of our podcast members, Strack, and he's very. He has strong opinions on WWE, and that's his opinion. That's his right to it. And hey, if he said WWE sucked, I, I really wouldn't have disagreed with him after the men's rumble. But he was like, well, that was crap. And I was like, like you know, let's let it play out. Me and Stephen were like, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. Let's see. And then 24 hours later, it's like, it's going nowhere. Yeah, because the, the writing's on the wall, and they are very upfront with how they, they they know what they want and they are not afraid to tell us. And it's just disappointing every time because it's the same thing every time. It's very predictable. That's that's the one thing that my buddy uh, Victor, shout out to him, he, that he said to me when the men's rumble ended. He's like, that was very predictable. The entire show was predictable. And that's not fun. It's the, the spontaneity of things. Seth Rollins coming out to the Shield music is Exhibit A, right? He, we didn't know he was going to do that. And when he did, it was very cool. Yes, it was rad. Rousey coming out in the Women's Rumble was a foregone conclusion. Shit, Fightful told me about it the day before. And then the second Brock lost the, the WWE Championship, the second he lost, I said... Oh my God, he's going to come out at 30. Especially when they put the mixed tag in between the title match and the Rumble. 
like Brock is totally coming out at 30 and we're all going to be disappointed. It's it's the same thing over and over again. They it's it's almost as if they didn't have anything for Bro- anything to do for Brock, which we know is a damn lie. We know they're going to do Lesnar reigns at Mania. It's just do they want all the belts on it? Do they like were they just trying to make us feel bad for Brock because lord knows we're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, if you had to put money like if if I gave you a thousand dollars to try to pick the Rumble winners the the day of, and if you put it on Rousey Lesnar, I mean you you gave it like they gave you reason to think that. I thought Reigns was going to lose. I was for I was convinced that Rollins was going to beat Reigns to start the show, win the Universal Championship, hop over to SmackDown. And Reigns be the one to come out at 30 later in the night. But they kept it for Brock, which I was also scared of. And I'm like, well, there we go. Another wasted rumble. And the rumble, even before Lesnar came out, was a was a shit show. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But the the WWE Championship match was cool, I guess. Seeing well, Hayman turn. Well, let, let's, let's jump into that. Let's talk about a... Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Um, again, I feel this could have been kept for another show because, once again, it's the Rumble. It's, you know, we, we've saw one Rumble. We're waiting for the second now. We're like, right, come on. You know, the reason I think more people were invested in not just the music, but the fact that it's the opening match of the show. So you're like, right, cool. Sefi Roman, then a Rumble. You know what I mean? But there was... Right. There was three matches between the Rumble, uh, one Rumble one and Rumble two, and it was just like a case of, you know, this is far too long and it's too late in the evening and it's Saturday night. Come on, guys, let's let's pick up the pace here. But you know the Heyman turn and hey, Bobby Lashley's WWE champion again. That's not something I'm going to complain about. Yeah, I, I'm delighted that he's champion again because it felt. Felt for a while he was just kind of out in the wilderness, you know what I mean? He was, he, not out in the wilderness, but like the Survivor Series, he's on Team Raw. And then he's in the title picture, but it's a crowded title picture. It's not just him. The focus from the night after day one to the Royal Rumble was solely on Brock and Bobby. And it was nice to see him back in the spotlight again. And I'm two WrestleManias in a row that it looks like he might be heading in as WWE champion. I say might because the report came out, you know, they've got, we talked about predictability and uh, putting all your eggs in the one basket. But the, the flip side of that is there was rumours from Fightful and Dave Meltzer that WWE don't have plans for the WWE Championship. The the WWE Championship, the title Hulk Hogan had in the main event of the first WrestleMania, the title that was on the line and all these iconic matches that they hark back to, you know, Hogan slams Andre, it was for the WWE title. Michael Ziplines and the Boyhood Dream, WWE title. Rockin' Austin, WWE title, twice. You know, all these Hall of Famers and that who never get the chance to fight for the WWE title at WrestleMania, 
and we're in February and WWE doesn't know what they're going to do with the WWE title. Isn't that, that crazy? That that it just it, it it speaks to the I don't not that it speaks to the the detriment of having two titles because for years you know and when you when you run it back look at the rumbles that Batista won right, right? Well, Batista won the rumble but they knew John Cena was going for the WWE title so they kept him strong Rey Mysterio won by last eliminating I believe Orton. Randy Orton and Orton was added to the match third place was Triple H and he was the guy that went for the WWE title the challenger were kept strong 2007, Undertaker wins, but Michael's kept strong and goes for the other title. They all I'm not saying that the runner-up always has to go for the other title, but keep them. Keep them fresh. Keep keep someone on the back burner. Keep someone. And the only the only person I'm going to give a bit of slack here, and we'll talk about it about, well, we'll just talk about it now. I thought Biggie, I thought Biggie was going to be a bigger player than he was in the Rumble. And I thought Biggie was going to... I, I thought Biggie going into Rumble night was going to be the person that fought for the WWE title at WrestleMania. And apparently he was thrown out early and like with no fanfare because basically all his stuff was with Kofi. And Kofi, for the fir right, first time in like 12 years, you know, the stunt, the Royal Rumble stunt went wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, the Royal Rumble stunt went wrong and Biggie suffered for it as well. But th there's just, there's no one there. There's no one on the back burner in this, the, this chamber. I do have the fear that it's going to be title versus title. And what happens when Brock wins both titles? Does he just piss off with both titles and you have no champion on either show? Oh, God. I, I am terrified of there being a unification match, a title for title match, whatever the hell you want to call it, that scares the shit out of me for A, what you just said, Brock wins both and leaves, or B, they just have one belt for two shows. So you're telling me you can have five hours of main roster WWE television every single week with one champion? We've done that before, and it sucked. So that's how the Universal Championship was created. Or that's why it was created. And now you're going to just do it again? What, like not even a decade later? Like we're that creatively bankrupt to... Like now we're, we're just running out of ideas. You have so many folks. Like, I'm, like just off the bat, right? The first 10 competitors of the Men's Rumble, right? Styles, Nakamura, Theory... Rude, Holland, Ford, Priest, Zane, Johnny Knoxville, which he's excluded from this conversation, even though I love him in this rumble, and Dawkins, right? <laughs> like, there are multiple former world champions in this, and there are people who could be world champions in this. And, or who will be one day, who the hell knows? But you're telling me that's, like, we're out of ideas? What the hell Styles doing? What's Nakamura been doing with the IC Championship? Spoiler alert, nothing. Austin Theory is going to win the belt sometime soon, especially if Vince loves him as much as he does. Why the hell hasn't Robert Roode been in the main event conversation? Damian Priest, he will be one day, hopefully. Sami Zayn, right? Like Montez Ford, someone who I, I am incredibly high on, who I think will win the Rumble one day. But 
we're out of ideas. That's just the first 10 guys in this Rumble. There's still 20 others and multiple people who weren't involved in the Rumble in the first place, a la Cesaro and Finn Balor, who were nowhere to be found on this pay-per-view. And we're out of ideas? We don't know what we're doing? That's that's It's pitiful. It's sad and discouraging as a fan. I like Brock. I like Roman a lot. I like Roman. I like them both a lot. But when there are only two options on a roster full of hundreds of people, I, I really, really. And I love your, opti- your optimism about Big E. I think your optimism is, is um, it's, it's telling because, you know, that's how we all feel. It's a lot of people feel. But the second he got out, I'm like, well, damn, whether his shit was with Kofi or not, like, that's how they, that's how they view him. And that's, I mean, shit, he's the one that got pinned for the belt at day one anyway. It's very discouraging and, and disheartening for someone who had a lackluster title run and who should have been put on a higher pedestal than he was. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I agree with that. Like, hell, even Johnny, like, don't get me wrong, you said, like, we exclude Johnny Knoxville from this conversation. It, see if WWE told me, hey, in association with Jackass 4, we're going to put Johnny Knoxville in the WWE title match. Would would the internet explode? Of course it would. Would people be pissed off? Of course they would. But do you know what? It would at least show that they have a plan. Right. A plan for the title. A plan for the title that The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, Psycho Sid, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, and more fought for on the biggest stage. You're trying to tell me you don't have one name that you could put in that. See if they told me AJ Styles is going to be in the number one, and I'm looking at it right now going, I don't know how we're going to get there. If you told me after that Rumble elimination, I'd be like, how are we going to build it back up? So there, there's two interviews with CM Punk, and he talks about this. Um, there's one in, one in, I believe it's like a December or something like that, but he's just won the WWE title from Del Rio the first time, and he's about to start his big uh, 434 uh, title reign. And he's asked, do you know who you're facing at WrestleMania? And he says, I don't have a clue. I, he went, I hopefully still be holding the title. And then he's asked again like a few months later, did you? When did you know you were going to fight Chris Jericho? And he was saying there was conversations. He went and I had an idea Chris Jericho was going to be in the world title picture. He went, but I didn't know if I was going to be in the world title picture. He went, I found out I was winning against Dolph the day of the Rumble. Found out I was winning the Chamber the day of the Chamber. And then we did the thing with Jericho and that's when I knew, right, Jericho is going to be my partner. And he was talking about, I find it sloppy that in February that's when you're deciding your world title match. He goes, if I'm WWE, he went, we're coming up for WrestleMania 29. I already have who I want to win the world title at WrestleMania 30 planned. And he was talking about long-term booking. And this is nothing new with WWE. We hear every week about how there's an hour and a half to Raw and there's there's no script for Raw. Vince has ripped up the entire script and started again. We've seen Tony Khan being interviewed saying, I knew when I 
started AEW, I knew who the first four world champions were going to be. We just had to decide how we get there. That's long-term booking. That's four world champions. That's CM Punk's talking about being two WrestleManias ahead in your mind so you can build people up. It's just... I don't like doing these shows when we just rag on people and I am the biggest proponent of not ragging on WWE and not just praising the competition because it's the the competition and it's not WWE. But WWE made people like me look like idiots on Sunday and then the stories that have been coming out since and the debacle, and we'll talk about the Shane McMahon incident, the debacle with Shane McMahon after it, it just goes to show that any faith or anything I have is very much misguided and WWE have a lot of work to do, not just to get casual fans back inside, but I think they lost a lot of lot of loyal viewers and a lot of people who cut them a lot of slack, like myself, like on on Saturday night. And it's just I started the we started this conversation about isn't it great that Bobby Lashley's world champion again? And then we just went, wait, he doesn't have an opponent for WrestleMania. Oh fuck this. Well, and don't get me wrong, like for years I was the WWE guy. Even when AEW started up, WWE is where I fell in love with wrestling. I still keep up with their product. I love a lot of the wrestlers on the SmackDown, Raw, and NXT roster, NXT 2.0, I guess, rosters. Like I I I am a WWE guy and I'll defend them in any way I can. But damn, like I like what you said, I can't sit here and tell you, hey, the men's rumble was good. I can't sit here and tell you that. The second here, I tell you the second I lost faith, or I lost faith in this in this rumble. Number 19, Madcap Moss comes out. And yeah. him alongside Happy Corbin, which by the way, I hate the name Happy Corbin, eliminate AJ Styles, who at that point had been in the rumble for almost half an hour. Styles somehow still had the most eliminations that night with six but he was eliminated not too long after mad cat moss got in and that was the guy that came in at one a fan favorite someone who could have been who who could have won the damn thing if you would have told me that aj styles was winning that night i would have been shocked yet pleased because it would have been something new and unexpected but the second that happened and I don't know if you can hear the ambulance driving by. That's how I felt. I'm like, well, I'm like this is like, well, this is just going to go downhill now. And that's exactly what happened. Because a couple spots later, Kofi came out. They botched the 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 Kofi rumble moment. And it just got worse and worse and worse from that point I, forward. I'll cut slack on the Kofi moment because they, they didn't do it. And 2020, 2020, yeah, because it was the whole Brock Lesnar thing and him yeah. and Big E and Ray had the sort of three-on-one moment against Brock. Um, but that was the first time, and I believe, since 2012, they didn't do it. And everyone has worked out perfect. And then there's that one moment where, you know, what? like there's so many times over the years he could have got it wrong and he's absolutely aced it. So I think... I'll cut them some slack. I think it was just one of those ones where everything's going wrong and that's going to go wrong oh, too. 
I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm poo pooing no, Kofi no, Kingston. No, 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 no. Because like like I get like mistakes happen. Like I I one of the uh, uh, wrestling I think it's they're called wrestling flashbacks on social media. I I I love their page and one of the things they did recently was times where people messed up in the rumble. Right. And they spotlighted some folks like Alex Riley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like folks mess up and that's perfectly fine. But like just it was like a bad omen when Kofi messed up the spot. And like, again, mistakes happen. But the second it happened, it was like, oh, no. Like you felt bad. And then Big E came out like two spots later and you knew something was wrong. Especially when he only lasted a couple minutes, like it was, it was just a bad sign. And for me, my my spiteful rage against AJ Styles getting eliminated—that's on me, because I wanted AJ to win the thing. But the AJ thing happened, and then Kofi happened not too long after that. And I'm like, well, all right. Then E Shane, and then of course number thirty and Brock Lesnar. And it was it was just um. Not a great way to end one of your biggest shows of the year, in my opinion. We're we're getting in. Obviously, we've, we've been talking about the rumble. We've we've been going back and forward to the men's rumble all night, and we'll have an in-depth conversation at the end about it. But like getting back to the getting back to Bobby Lashley winning the title. Um, Roman comes out. It costs him. Heyman goes with him. Um, Brock's now on his own. Bobby Lashley's now WWE champion. Like, I'm, I'm trying. But the positive thing is Bobby Lashley's WWE champion again. Okay, yes. let's. That's... And Roman cost him, and you know what? Hey, that's a cool way to set up a WrestleMania match. Like, yeah, just not, just not by Brock. Way, I don't think Brock needed to win the Rumble. Brock oh. has every, every right to go after Roman and just say, look. Like, because we we always see the Brock Lesnar contract stick come out, and the, I'm a free agent because I'm Brock Lesnar, and you know that's that's absolutely fine. That's that's great. Um, like, but here's one for you, and it, it talks up the quality of Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I mentioned Strack um, watching the Rumble with us, and hey, this isn't a rag on Impact, and there's a rag on Bobby Roode, but. There's the scene in the 2020 Rumble when Bobby Roode comes out and Brock suplexes him a couple of times and throws him over the ropes and Strack goes, longest reigning impact champ, and that's what he gets. And I said, but Strack, the difference here is lots of people have been impact world champion. There's only ever going to be one Brock Lesnar. And hey, that's true of the WWE title. Lots of people have been WWE champion. There's only ever going to be one Brock Lesnar, one Stone Cold, one Rock, one Kane, one Undertaker. You know what I mean? These are these are people that are never going to be replaced. So Brock Lesnar losing a title or Brock Lesnar winning a Rumble isn't a bad thing. It's the execution. And we've saw the Brock Lesnar contract stick before where, you know, I, I mentioned free agent can go to this show. I demanded to be put in the title match. Cool. Well, then say I'm not signing a new contract and play it out on TV. Let's let's blur the lines. Let's have Vince McMahon sweating buckets because Brock Lesnar's going to refuse to honor any contract dates until he's put in the WWE t- uh, the Universal Title Match at WrestleMania. Let's make it fun, you know what I mean? Let's. I mean, let's, they've blurred the lines before. Let's just do it again. 
Exactly. So, I, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, decent match. Enjoyed the. I wish Lashley. I wish Lashley won in his own. Yeah. I, as selfish as selfish as, as that sounds. Like I think yeah, it, that long for it. And Lashley's now, you know, they did so much damage with Lashley when he first came in that the rebuild with MVP and the Hurt business, Bobby's now in a place where it's like, yeah, I believe he could beat Brock Lesnar on his own. Yep. Uh, that's the only the only issue I have with that. But I don't mind Roman costing him because I think we we see, we saw it coming. Um, yes. Let, let's talk about um, Edge, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus. Miz and Maurice loved Miz and Maurice's matching brighter than the sun red here. Um, <laughs> loved the Miz and Mrs. logos on the back of their gears. Loved uh, Beth Phoenix's little nod to Luna Vachon. I thought that yes. was pretty cool with her. And I loved the double glam slam. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix are like extremely likable because I think, you know, they want to be away from the cameras. And it's easy to hate Ms. Maurice, the characters, because although they're probably, they're, they're happy to broadcast their lives, but you know, they, in real life, they're nice people, but they're, they're real arseholes on TV. So it was like the humble mountain family against the, the you know, the Beverly Hills snobs. It, it was a really fun contrast. And I always enjoy when Ms. and Maurice get to team up together. Uh, I, you know, they had fun with the John Cena. The, the Total Bellas stuff they did was hilarious. Uh, they had they did a couple more as well uh, when they took on uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. And yeah. yeah, Maurice, a very underrated competitor. And of course, I think, you know, she went out in her own terms and good for her. But I think Beth Phoenix retired far too young. She still has a lot left in the tank. And I am glad that she's been able to do these these Royal Rumbles the past few years, the women's tag title with Natty, uh, and getting to do the thing with Edge as well. I thought that was really cool. This was my favorite match on the card. I had way too much fun with this, and this was a much-needed breath of fresh air. This and the WWE Championship match. I very much enjoyed Lashley-Lesnar. I was happy to see Lashley win, regardless of the circumstance. And like what you said, it was a great build to that WrestleMania match, at least until what happened later. But the mixed tag, I cannot agree with you more on Miz and Maurice. I think when it all is said and done for the both of them, Miz will go down as one of the best heels of all time, um, if not the best. And Maurice is an underrated part of the of like that 2000 2010s just wrestling in, in general in WWE gender aside, because Maurice is one of those characters, one of those uh, divas at the time that like, it's like her, like her whole presence, her whole presentation stuck out to you. And she was a great character, great on the mic when she would cut promos on people in French, like just like shit like that. And it still works to this day, especially with her camaraderie with the Miz. And yeah, they lose a lot of these couples versus couples matches, but they make sure that they look great in defeat and that they, they, they're not affected by a loss. Miz and Maurice do not look bad for losing to Edge and Beth Phoenix. And, yeah, 
and Edge and Edge and Beth look great too. Like Edge has always said has said he's wanted to work with Beth on screen before because they never have up until this build. And it was great to see it. Some cringe aside, the match was fun. And I kind of wish this was it was on a better show, you know? Like I hopefully folks will remember this um as the brightest spot, if not one of the brighter spots of the whole show. Whether it's the whole antics with Edge and Maurice or Miz and Maurice trying to cheat the whole time, or like the double glam slam, like how you mentioned, which was a great finish to this match. It was just a lot of fun, and it makes me appreciate all four of the competitors even more, especially Miz and Maurice, because I don't think Beth is done. I want to see Beth in more matches, and Edge obviously is going to be sticking around, and what his future plans are, we don't know. Shit, I bet he doesn't even know. But I want to see more of Beth Phoenix. I also agree with you on that sentiment. I hope she wrestles like, give me, give me like Beth Bailey or some shit, or Beth Asuka. Two people who weren't in the Women's Rumble, by the way. But I want to see someone cool. Let Beth have all these dream matches before she goes officially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, just on the point of Maurice, um, you know, we saw Miz after when he turns face in 2012 after his WWE title run and, a, you know, a, a fleeting glances in and out of the main event. Uh, he turns face. It doesn't work. He's, you know, he's quite dull, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sort of just becomes the Miz TV guy. And then, you know, the, the groan from the crowd when he's got his hand on the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 32 before Zack Ryder pushes him off the ladder, it's audible. I don't think the pop was for Zack Ryder. I think the pop was that it's not Miz. It's sort of like when Randy Orton <laughs> won the 2017 Rumble. And then the next night, he wins He wins the IC title. Maurice comes out of the crowd and slaps Zack Ryder's dad. And who would have thought that Maurice, Maurice the Diva, because they were called Divas back then, Maurice the Diva slapping the dad who was on an internet show would lead to Miz being possibly considered one of the greatest of all time because from there on, he he just went to the moon. You know, he was Intercontinental Champion. He had match of the year contenders with Dolph Ziggler. He had great matches in Survivor Series against Sami Zayn, the the talking smack thing with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, the eventual feud they got together wasn't great, but, you know, the the build to that was sensational. You know, the mixed tag stuff they did with John Cena, the the feud with The Shield, again, multiple IC title reigns, and then it did come sort of, and we'll talk about things Shane McMahon ruined later on, it came (laughs) to sort of a crescendo with the whole Shane McMahon feud and him losing constantly. And he's I know he's won the WWE title and he's won the tag title since, but he's not really had that, you know, that that feeling since the Shane McMahon feud and since Maurice has been off screen. And I would love Maurice to be back full time just to hey, he's on Raw and the United States champion Damian Priest is being booked horrendously. Put the Miz in the United States title scene. Let him do it for that title what he did for the IC title. 
let him let him run with it. Let him give him a, a year. Give him two years. Let him be the Miz. Let her be Maurice and just let it play out on screen. Because I think they are sensational. Um it looks as well that the feud with Edge and Miz is done now. We've done the singles match, we've done the mixed tag match. Who would you like to see Edge feud with next? Because we know Edge has been very, very careful with the matches he selects and very he's been very open that it, you know, it used to take him a couple hours to get recover. Now it might take him two or three weeks to recover from a specific match. Who would you like to see uh, possibly WrestleMania be the next time we see him in action? Who would you like to see him face? So I have two options. One's a little more obvious than the other, but they're two folks who are prevalent on television. The one is AJ Styles. AJ's been open about it, and um, Edge has talked about wanting to face AJ. Talk about dream matches. I think that's one that needs to happen like yesterday, like as soon as possible. And I think that's the one they will do going into WrestleMania. I don't think AJ is going to win the Elimination Chamber. Nowhere near winning. And Edge may be his feud. You know, have AJ be a dick on the build to WrestleMania. And hopefully AJ could pick up a win in the process. Edge has had enough wins recently. I think he can take an L. Um, But I would also love to see him face Damian Priest. Whether it's for the U.S. belt or not. Like Damian Priest, him and his heelish tendencies as of late have been a lot of fun to watch. And I think he's a guy that they're high on. And especially like the bad bunny push last WrestleMania, um, he's been riding that high ever since. And with the with a big marquee matchup like facing Edge at WrestleMania, that'll do wonders for Damian and also give Edge someone else to work with, like the guy that was formerly called Punishment Martinez. So, yes, give me either one of those. I'll happily take them. Pretty, pretty cool. I'd love to see a revigorated Ricochet taking on um, taking on Edge, but I think a more likely one, obviously AJ Styles is the possible WrestleMania one. I'd love to see Drew McIntyre versus Edge. Okay. I think I think going uh, Edge going for the spear and getting hit with a Claymore or Drew going for a Claymore and getting hit with a spear Whatever, whatever way would be a great spot. The um, the sort of the the one we'll be talking about for years, like the like the ricochet into the super kick from Adam Cole, or the spear into the pedigree that yep. Seth and Roman always do. I I think that could be one of those spots we talk about for years. Um, I'm not going to talk too long about Dewdrop versus uh, Becky Lynch because I don't think the the women themselves did a bad job. I think it's the 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 booking of Becky Lynch and the fact that every active day on the roster she's had since WrestleMania 35, she's been a world she's been a world champion. She's been a world champion actively for nearly three years. We're coming up for the biggest show of the year where these big losses for the the unbeatable champion come. So when we're two months out from it and it's only been I say three or four week build, then I I don't believe Dewdrop's going to win. Put Dewdrop in the WrestleMania and change her freaking name. Main event with Becky, and I'm like, holy hell, she's got a chance. It's it's going to happen tonight. But I just I didn't believe Dewdrop was ever going to win um, the match. But 
the match itself, good match, second best match on the card, or pro- probably third best match on the card because the Seth Roman finish aside, the match itself I thought was pretty great. But yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think there's much we can add to this. I don't think we can criticise it because I think the women did a great job. Right. But I don't think we can praise it because it was pretty obvious. It was bogged down by the WrestleMania sign catching fire. <laughs> like I, I said that earlier as a as a, oh. as a joke, but I mean it. Like the WrestleMania sign catching fire was the talking point of that match. Unfortunately, because like we, what you said, the match wasn't bad, but. We also knew that Dewdrop was not going to win the women's championship. Hell no, she wasn't going to win. And I feel bad because um, Piper deserves better. But um, I could sit here for hours talking about how Dewdrop is the worst thing that ever happened ever. Uh, I hate the name, not the person. The name sucks. Um, but the WrestleMania sign caught fire. Wasn't that nuts? Like it was dripping. Like there was like there was like the the whatever material that was was falling down onto seats. That to evacuate the whole section. That was insane. It happened twice over the course of the show. Jesus Christ! I know it's it's like on a night where everything could go wrong, it did go wrong. Both times they had fireworks set off from the WrestleMania sign. It caught fire both times. So I think that's a nice like summation of the whole show. <laughs> that oh WrestleMania's on fire. How about that? Like that's but um the crazy part is like when the sign caught fire the first time, um it was after the first rumble and it caught fire after the second rumble. Another bad omen that they made the wrong choice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Just put it out there. Uh, so we'll move on to the men's Royal Rumble. Um we'll go into more detail here. So We have AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura start the start the show off. Um, a great first two. Then Austin Theory comes in. Uh, number three, Austin Theory, one elimination. Uh, he's he's credited with helping eliminate Omos, but I thought he would have got a lot bigger spotlight here. A lot bigger. A lot of bigger push, I think. I thought he was going to be one of the final few because of, like, Vince McMahon does not appear on WWE TV regularly nowadays. If Vince McMahon's on TV, you know that they are taking someone seriously. Yeah. Like, when Vince started popping up with Austin Theory, a lot of the talk was, oh, shit, Austin Theory's going to be that guy. Because Vince... Vince has made it known he does not like appearing on camera because guess what? He's an old man. So when he started popping up, when the Red Notice stuff cross promotion was happening, I'm like, holy shit, he must love Austin Theory. And Austin was out. I mean, he he lasted a little bit. He had a decent showing in the Rumble, but it wasn't anything too crazy. And it was... Like I mentioned earlier, like it was it was cool seeing um, some great spots from like Johnny Knoxville. He was only in it for like 90 seconds, but that was one hell of an impression. And yeah, it was just promotion for Jackass, but still he did. He got physical. And then we got um, the Bad Bunny celebrity appearance later. He was also incredibly physical. So the celebrity spots 
again, another testament to how good this Rumble was, the celebrities were the best part. I found yeah. them to be very enjoyable. Yeah, um, so Robert Roode, not really a factor. Ridge Holland, uh, I, I will give you, I, I will give you an insight into the, you're, you're now part of the ESSR draft, okay? Yeah. Um, for the listeners, it's the fantasy draft that us and members of the podcast play. We pick we pick five singles wrestlers and a tag team. Uh, you can also get involved in the listeners league. You can find more about that on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community or if you listen to Saturday Draft Live, which guess what? It's every Saturday. It's in the name. Uh, I had Seamus in my draft team, okay? And when Ridge Holland gets eliminated, Seamus says to him, who eliminated you? I'll get them, right? Now, we were heading into the final of the draft, okay? I needed the impossible to happen. I needed Seth Rollins to beat Roman Reigns to be in with a chance. Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns. I needed Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs not to appear on screen together. They didn't, and that put David Campbell out my way. I needed Sheamus to eliminate one person. One. <laughs> one single person to win the draft. He, I'm going to read it just now, Seamus, number 17, was in the match for just under 18 minutes and was eliminated by Bad Bunny. So no, <laughs> you know what? Know what, Chris? See your opinion about the celebrities being the best part. Stick it up your arse because it cost me the <laughs> it cost me the draft, okay? And I'm I I don't get oh he's rage, you know you don't show rage or you be a good no I'm fucking raging. I have said to be Roman, it happened, and then this shit happens. No, not a chance. Anyway, um, <laughs> Montez. I'm Ford sorry, if Bad Bunny. You know, a highlight of my of the last year in wrestling um, costed you your draft. I apologize, and maybe I'll feel that same sentiment. Ask me again after WrestleMania how I feel about <laughs> the draft. Okay, but yo, Bad Bunny. I swear to God, I don't know when they because he it, WWE made it known he was in St. Louis. So it was like, oh, he's is he going to show up? And he did. And how much do you how much do you want to bet that he was either pitched to take the F five from Lesnar or he asked to take the F five from Lesnar? Oh, oh, hundred percent asked. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking at this. Uh, well, let's talk about the other celebrity in the match, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, we've got obviously uh, Montez Ford, Damien Priest, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, and Angelo Dawkins rounding out the first ten members of the match. Johnny Knoxville throwing the big elbow at AJ Styles and then taking every single finisher. And then Ridge Holland standing him up and Sami Zayn just being that sniving, can, sniving heel just throws the big boot and throws out, <laughs> throws out Johnny Knoxville. I thought that was hilarious. I thought Sami Zayn was absolutely brilliant. Johnny Knoxville was a great sport and the entire lead into this when he was like promoting Jackass they would people would ask him about this spot in the rumble and he would always talk shit about Sami Zayn and he would always say the same thing I forgot what he said I think he's called him like the champion or something like that 
It was like the down and dirty Sammy Zayn. <laughs> he would say the same thing about Sammy every time. But then he showed up in the Rumble, um, and t- as Twitter told told me afterwards, real Andy Kaufman esque. Um, he he showed up and it was cool. And he took every bit, especially of that damn frog splash from Montez Ford. <laughs> <laughs> when Knoxville was asked about it afterwards, I think it was on Kimmel or something. I forgot what show he was on. He said he landed right on the balls, like right on the uh, right on the crotch. Uh, and he took every single piece of that. <laughs> like shout out to Johnny Knoxville for being a great sport. Like that was that was so rad. I wish he was in it longer. I tr- I really do. Um, Omos, uh, in at number 11, he throws out three competitors. He throws out uh, both members of the Street Profits and Damian Priest. Uh, takes AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Ricochet and Ridge Holland. So there you go, kids. When it goes down in history, Ridge Hall, eh, sorry, Ricochet, Dominic Mysterio and Chad Gable will have a Royal Rumble elimination over Big Omos. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. That's how it should be. Um, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Rick Boogs, Madcap Moss and Riddle uh, rounding out numbers 12 to 20. Um, he, here was my problem with, um, I, I mentioned it earlier on, and I mentioned the tag titles being their own separate thing at the Royal Rumble. There we have Chad Gable, part of a tag team, Dominic Mysterio, part of a tag team, Happy Corbin, currently part of a tag team, Dolph Ziggler, part of a tag team, Sheamus, currently part of a tag team with um, Ridge Holland, Rick Boogs, currently the manager for Shinsuke Nakamura, who lasted, I think he, la- yeah, he no, no sorry, uh, Nakamura mas- lasted Five fifty-one. Uh, Rick Boogs li- uh, lasted four thirty-three, but he did get an elimination in that time. He eliminated Chad Gable. Uh, Rick Boogs part of a tag team. Mad Cat Moss part of a tag team, and Riddle uh, part of RK Bro. That is that is from eleven to twenty. The only singles competitor was Omos, and. He was in for the big man spot. He was in to eliminate everyone and then have everyone do the, how will we ever eliminate Omos? <laughs> then you've had Ricochet, who's not doing his, and sort of a, you know, we want to count it. The last time we saw him on TV, he's teaming with Cesaro. So there's all your tag guys right there. I'm sorry. At, <laughs> It's wasted spots, it, and that is that is a genuine complaint about this Royal Rumble. When you go into it, you know, do we think you know Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Rick Boogs, or Madcap Moss? Do we believe that in twenty twenty two, any of those wrestlers are winning a Royal Rumble? Oh God, no! And well, here you go. See from. 11 to 11 to 20 <laughs> a fifth of those people were eliminated by Bad Bunny Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus <laughs> there you go that makes me so happy like <laughs> and like the, the middle piece of the rumble typically like you'd have some surprises in there um, at least from um, my recollection especially recent history of the rumble 
Like you'd have some, you know, some fun selections in there. And there really wasn't. Sheamus, I guess, was one of them, but he didn't rack up any eliminations. Um, but when McIntyre came out of 21, that was a real turning point, And it gave me hope. It, it yeah, gave me hope. But Styles is already out by then. And it really pissed me off. Yeah, Styles gets eliminated at this point of the match by uh, Happy Corbin uh, and uh, by Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Happy Corbin also eliminates uh, Ricochet. No complaints there, really. And Dominic Mysterio getting revenge on him for last year. Um, no complaints there. I, I think at this point of the Rumble, the the people that came out from Ricochet to Riddle they're all sort of interchangeable and that's that's part of the the problem we talked about earlier when we said um there's no there's no cohesion there's no there's no plan for one guy to be the next guy you right. know there's no it's everyone loses one week and wins the next and there's no there's no plan and that's why we don't have a WWE um a WWE title match at WrestleMania yet 21, Drew McIntyre, as you said. Great to see him back. Uh, and some, something, um, in fact, no, I'll save this for the last two when we're talking about the final two. But Drew McIntyre back earlier than expected and it's great to hear that, you know, when you hear all the rumours about someone going out with a neck injury, yeah, you fear the worst and, you know, we've saw it with the likes of we we saw it with the likes of Edge, where you know they they're told, "Hey, it's, you've had all your bumps. You need to go away for a while." And we didn't think we'd ever get Edge back. We didn't think Daniel Bryan was ever going to come back. Um, and yeah, so it is really scary when some of your favourites do go down with a neck injury. So it was great to see him back. Uh, one of the few surprises in the Rumble, but. For someone, you, you mentioned your friend hadn't been watching week to week. Yeah. Um, if you're not watching week to week, you don't know that Drew McIntyre has been out for the past month, you know, with right. a neck injury. You, you know, if I wasn't doing this show, I wouldn't know that Drew McIntyre, you know, they were having serious conversations and he was going to see doctors trying to avoid surgery, you know, so... Yeah, you can go, well, actually there was a surprise it was Drew McIntyre, but when people aren't engaged with your weekly TV shows, you can't really play that off as a surprise. Yeah, especially when, like, the, a lot of the, a lot of the crowd, like, they were surprised to see him, and so was I to see him so soon, um, but it, it didn't, it, if, I think it would have been more impactful if it happened a little bit later. If you drop him down a few slots. Cause like, yeah, you had him eliminate like um Moss and Corbin. Yeah, great and all. But the return was kind of deflated by how the match ended. Another victim to the match's finish was Drew McIntyre. And we'll get to that when we get there. But continue. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. You know, he was a victim of how the uh, how the match finished. Let's talk about uh, 20, 21 to thirty. So we have, and hey, when Drew McIntyre came out, I I think the feeling in the room I was watching, and so I was watching with Kwaku Allen, a friend of Allen's called Colin, 
um, one of our listener league uh, participants, uh, Scott Strack, Stephen, and David Campbell, unfortunately, and <laughs> he came out, and we all got this buzz about us, you know, like here we go, like you, you know, like, business is picking up, and he, it was the first time someone got a proper pop as well, you know, AJ and Nakamura got a pop at the start of the match. Right. Johnny Maxwell gets a pop for the celebrity pop and, you know, the crew from Jackass come out. But it was the first time we heard the crowd go, you know, the buzzer hit and they were like, yes, here we go. And we, we all felt like it's starting to pick up now. The star power will start coming out. You know, we had Drew McIntyre, we had Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, the former winner, Kofi Kingston, usually a Rumble highlight reel, uh, Otis, Biggie, Bad Bunny, <laughs> just going into Bad Bunny, I find it hilarious <laughs> that they showed that they showed a picture of Undertaker and Bad Bunny backstage before the Rumble, and yeah. Bad Bunny that wrestled. <laughs> you know, like the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest performer in WrestleMania history, and the Undertaker oh. in the same picture. <laughs> insane, absolutely I, insane. I mean, one's undefeated at WrestleMania, and one isn't. You know, right, right. <laughs> Just fine. One's undefeated and the other one is it? What a loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> we then had a final three of... I mean, let, let's talk about them in importance because, I mean, Randy Orton's in a tag team at the minute, so he's not really a factor in the single. You got singles. the hometown pop from St. Louis. He's a hometown pop, but, you know, he's, he's in a tag team at the minute, but he is a two-time Rumble winner. Number 30, we've talked about the most decorated athlete in sports and entertainment, Brock Lesnar. But then at 28, let's talk about 28, because 28 won the Women's Rumble. We thought, will they do it again? And here comes the money. Here comes the money, and here comes the best in the world. <laughs> Shane McMahon, the product, the product of Vince McMahon's semen, as he liked to yell on nineties <laughs> TV. The product, the prodigal son, returns to WWE. Shane McMahon, let's talk about Shane McMahon because this I've been looking forward to this all show. So it, it came out that after the show, so Shane McMahon is in the final three. Shane McMahon has won elimination. Shane McMahon eliminates Kevin Owens, one of the favourites for this year's Royal Rumble. Shane McMahon um, was booking the Royal Rumble. Shane McMahon, along with Jamie Noble, is one of the producers. Uh, Jamie Noble has booked such terrible Royal Rumbles, such as the 2015 Royal Rumble, uh, which was so bad that other producers quit. So when I saw the producer list, I thought, why is it every time there's a bad Royal Rumble, it's Jamie Noble? And then you read the stories that <laughs> Jamie Noble was trying to book the Rumble and Shane McMahon in front of other producers is burying him and changing the script. <laughs> yeah. What an asshole. And then <laughs> we get the news that Shane McMahon has been released by WWE. <laughs> Shane McMahon <laughs> has been, brackets, quietly let go i'm sorry but when you fuck up so bad that your dad who owns the company goes there is no way i can defend you fuck off 
when your dad fires you from the company that at one point, you know, they built up on TV for years that Shane McMahon was going to be the next WWE owner. We knew, obviously we've known since Triple H was in the picture, that ain't going to happen. But for years, you know, we thought one day Shane McMahon would take over the WWE. And he's been let go because he made such a hash of the Royal Rumble. So just so we can put this into perspective, right? Shane McMahon, someone who has not been on WWE television in a, in a minute, it's been a while, comes back, gets a pop, gets a pop out of me, shit, at 28. Okay, great. And we hear that he's a reason why this, this match was not good. And then the next day, we hear that he was quietly let go. Okay. You know what the real loser of this shit is? Kevin Owens. What on God's green earth? Who on God's green earth thought it was a good idea for Shane McMahon to come in? And by people, I mean anyone but Shane. Thought it was a good idea for him to come in and eliminate Kevin Owens. And that's it. It's the only thing of note that he does. But that, besides throwing some weak ass punches, and then he got released by his father two days later from the company his father owns after he got outed that Shane was the reason, or partially a reason why this match sucked. You're joking. You were with WWE for three days. <laughs> three days. I mean, somehow, some way, Brian Kendrick did a worse job in a new company than you did, Shane, and your dad's own company. But holy shit. And Kevin Owens is the one real loser from this? He's the one. Because when you look back at this Rumble now, oh, Kevin, what happened to you? Oh, the the product of Vince McMahon's Siemens, the one that eliminated me. And I was in the match for 10 minutes. Oh, great. God, like, what a, what a colossal... Like, little did I know, the match was really getting to shit when, when Shane came out. And then, like, the final six or some shit, it was, like, Riddle, uh, it was Riddle, McIntyre, Bunny, McMahon, Orton, Lesnar. Like, they, uh, who, who would have had odds on the final six, including Bad Bunny? <laughs> yo, and he took an F5! Yeah, exactly. He took more offense and did less damage, other than to my draft, than Shane McMahon did. <laughs> Yeah, Bad Bunny should have ruined your draft. But I'm over here thinking to myself, like, Bad Bunny lasted longer than Big E did. Isn't that crazy as hell to say out loud? Like, I love Bad Bunny. And I love his his contributions to WWE. I think they've been great. And he is by far the greatest celebrity guest wrestler ever. And, yeah, give it up. and like, he was in the final six. I can't even tell you who the final four was because the match ended so damn fast. The second Lesnar got in the ring, two and a half minutes went by, and the bell rung, Lesnar's your winner. Uh, it was... a uh, Fourth place was Riddle. Uh, third place was Shane, and the runner-up was Drew McIntyre. Let's, um, let, let's talk about... Uh, so, Rey Mysterio... He, he has a couple of cool spots with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's favorite wrestler, Rey Mysterio, and I think the public, uh, the publicity that he got WWE and 
the the job he did at WrestleMania. I think that earns him a wee, you know, a wee fanboy spot uh, to, you know, interact with his idol. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Um, Otis eliminates Rey Mysterio again, number 25. I'm sorry. I know he's a tag champion. I know he's this big bulking man, but I don't think that Otis has got 25. He might be in a real shot here, I think. Right now, there's only five slots left. That's one wasted. Um, Kevin Owens, number 22, you mentioned he's the real victim of the Shane McMahon push. Uh, Kofi Kingston, we talked about that earlier. I, I did say, like, we were we were all kind of going in here, and I kind of pointed to my belly and went, look, guys, we're sitting here hardly in the best shape of our life, and that guy's made one mistake and 12 rumbles, and we're yep. going, we're going... Damn, I could have done a better job than that. <laughs> um, Big E eliminated by Riddle and Orton. Hey, you know what? I, you know, we were talking about how he salvaged this. I wouldn't have an issue if Big E, you know, they're talking about breaking up RK Bro. I want to see them go longer. I'd love to see them win the tag titles back and then have the New Day go after them. And just oh. big, big. Big E just saying, hey, you cost me the rumble. I'm going to take your title. I've Shit, that might be the there. plan. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? That might be the plan going into WrestleMania. I mean, we have a lot of time between now and Mania. I mean, not a lot, but a decent amount. And plans change every other day. So, who knows? I thought, I thought uh, Randy Orton, obviously he's mentioned to get the hometown pop. He he was a highlight, the two minute, 21 seconds he was in, because him and a... Uh, him and Riddle had some great spots back and forward. Um, what do you make of the the rumours? Apparently they've been rubbished by this point, but what do you make of the rumours that Riddle was a potential winner uh, of the Royal Rumble? Do you believe any of that, or do you think that's just like, nonsense? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. If, if you were to give me, like, like if you were to tell me to pick five names out of the bunch to win the Rumble, I think Riddle would have been a part of that just to switch things up. Um, I don't know how you, again, going back to your point on tag teams, I don't know how you work that without maybe putting the belt on Orton and then having Orton lose to Riddle at Mania. But uh, we're going to do that again. <laughs> um, I I don't. I'd much rather have someone like Kevin or Big E. Or uh, AJ Styles or shit, Drew McIntyre again, you know, like I'd much rather have folks like that with a clear path to the main event and a clear path to the champion besides Riddle where you have to break up his tag team and then like turn the other guy heel maybe or him turn heel. It's more complicated with the Riddle, but I, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'd rather have that than Lesnar. Shit, I'd rather have Bad Bunny win than Lesnar, if I'm being honest. But, um, yeah, I Lesnar winning was such a kick in the gut. I, um, I was really turned off by that. So, number 30, obviously, we went in there a lot, but Brock Lesnar, he eliminates uh, five men in two minutes and 32 seconds. He eliminates uh, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, Bad Bunny, uh, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, so, I, that has to be I, some. That has to be some kind of record, right? 
I think it might be no eliminations think, in in a certain amount of time. Well, I did um, I think Shayna might have broke that. Um, I think she came out and eliminated like six people in like two minutes. It, it might be a men's record. Uh, I'll I'll check later on, uh, but. Yeah, five men eliminated in two minutes, 32 seconds. Um, I'm glad that Drew, the runner-up, got to have that face-to-face with Brock Lesnar as a made man because he didn't get it, obviously, in the performance centre. It kind of just fizzled out. Obviously, his WrestleMania dream, you know, it was meant to be in the Citrus Bowl. Or was it, you know, where was it? Uh, the big stadium with the pirate ship. Oh, at, uh, in Tampa Bay, Raymond James. Right there, Raymond James. Uh, Citrus Bowl was the one in or- or- Orlando, isn't it? Or the Camping World Arena, the one where they address me in Yes, in Orlando, yeah. Yeah, so um, he did get it in Tampa, so I'm glad he got it in St. Louis. And But here's, 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 uh, here's a different perspective, here's a different uh, point of view here. So... My cousin David, he got into wrestling um, during the lockdown. He was like, is the rumble always like this? Is the rumble... <laughs> That's a great like, question. He, he, yeah, he wasn't... He wasn't... I'm just looking for the messages here. Because I know I had some buddies watch wrestling for the first time, and it was this show. They weren't watching it with me, but they were texting me about it. And he said, like, yo, this sucks. And I'm like, yep, it's not great. Watch the 2021. That's a way better show. It's a significantly better show. So so here's some of what he said. Um, Roman doing some awful acting when he hears the shield music. Um, <laughs> not big on the commentator that isn't Michael Cole talking about Pat McAfee. Oh, Pat McAfee. <laughs> um... He went, so what did you think of the Rumble? And I, my response was, really not a fan, too much fodder, too much tag team. Uh, and he said, I thought it was a bit shit. What bugged <laughs> me, and this is my first Rumble, that when it came down to the last two people, there wasn't many wrestling. It was basically one move to put the other guy out. And I, I said, that does happen sometimes. Other Sometimes it's a mini-match, other times it's out you go. So then he was vindicated because he texted me saying, I was reading online, and apparently everyone thinks the Rumble is shit, which made it, <laughs> which made it a bit of a relief for me because it made me not want to watch anything modern. I'm going to start from the Rumbles now, starting at 98. Oh, uh, 98, okay. Yeah, so yeah, here you go. He went, Shane finishing third was funny. Uh, he went, but should Shane not have came in and eliminated Austin Theory for his dad's love? Which I thought <laughs> that's, so um, that's great. He then said, "Roman v Brock again." Uh, sleeping emoji. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, same. And then I text. This is before the before the release news. I went. Shane McMahon expected to wrestle at Mania. He went for fuck's sake, probably against the Undertaker again. Please. So, and then he sent me later on. When he was watching the... So this is his thoughts on the 1998 Rumble. So he goes, God, JBL is bloody huge in this Rumble. Solid muscle. I remember him being podgy. My response was steroids. 
Yeah, uh, as the steroids does to you. <laughs> he said, my only criticism of this rumble is that the Nation of Domination theme plays every other time. And I was thinking back and I'm like, yeah, that would have been Rock, D'Lo, Callum Mustafa, Mark Henry and Farouk. So at least... <laughs> a sixth <laughs> of the rumble was a Nation of, of Domination. <laughs> Remember the year they made it 40 because they had the Nexus in the court to get in there? Yeah, that was 2011. Yeah, because because Big Daddy Cool came out and uh, Michael Cole lost his shit. <laughs> um, he goes every other time there's an entry. He goes so then he goes. I'm guessing this is when The Rock just moved from being The Rock to Rocky Maivia. Jr. keeps going between the two, and then he sent me the 30 second clip. The last 30 seconds where Rock and Austin are doing like the back and forth, and you know it's the old. Um, Rock pushes Austin forward when he goes for the stunner. Austin gives Rock the elbow when he's going for the rock bottom. You know, he went, this is what I was looking for at the end of the rumble. And I'm like, I, I can't blame you. So like, if you love that, watch the 2007 one. Sean and Taker had a whole ass match near the I, last two. I told them that. I went, amazing final two. If you want that, 2007 rumble is your best bet. There you go. Hell yeah. They had a whole match <laughs> in there the last two. He said, I will never watch the 22 Royal Rumble again. And I was like, you know, I don't blame you. Gary Kernahan summed it up quickly um, when he just posted. He went, I'm not saying it was a bad Rumble. I'm just saying I'll be in no, no rush to rewatch it again. Same. Yeah. I shouldn't say it was bad. I think I might have said it was bad earlier. I shouldn't have said that. It was incredibly underwhelming. I think there's a lot of talent in this Rumble that would have benefited from a win, both this one and the and the women's one as well. Um, the whole show was bogged down by the long runtime, screwy finishes, and just weird creative decisions. And especially now that Shane's gone, what's the point of that shit with Kevin Owens and Brock potential unification match? It's just very... There are a lot of questions, but the wrong questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, like how are they going to make... Because I, I'm going to be honest, I thought WrestleMania last year, they, they had the whole, like, oh, we're doing a WrestleMania SmackDown with the tag titles in the Battle Royal, and, you know, all you know, all three guys in the world title match uh, got, a, got a big promo and a big spotlight to get across their stuff. Um, and that was cool, and, it, you know, it was the big return of fans... You're like, great, this this will be great. I thought WrestleMania uh, was a bit flat. I thought it overran both nights. It shouldn't be doing that when it's two days. I thought SummerSlam, minus Seth and uh, Edge and uh, Cena and Roman, I thought was a disaster. I thought SummerSlam was absolutely dire. And now we've had this. And you know what? Survivor Series wasn't exactly great either. Survivor Series, a lot of... Uh, it, it was a four-hour love letter to The Rock, and The Rock left them on red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that is, that is that is a big four. That is a Mania, a SummerSlam, a Survivor Series, and a Royal Rumble, where we've came out of it and went, that was bad. I, I'll defend last year's WrestleMania. I very much enjoyed it. 
maybe because they granted my wish of it being two days and I really enjoyed both main events. Uh, so I'll defend last year's WrestleMania. SummerSlam and Survivor Series in this past Rumble, hell no, those shows are not good at best. Well, I respect your opinion, but it's different from mine, so it's obviously wrong. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of questions coming out. Obviously, we know Brock Lesnar is going to take on Roman Reigns. He announced that. Uh, Ronda announced she'd announce it on Friday. I wouldn't put it past them doing the whole Charlotte Flair thing from 2020, where she just keeps delaying it and delaying it and I'll answer in my time and etc etc um, just to keep a bit of intrigue will they won't they yes they will um, sort of thing but yeah no, not a great start and the next event that we're going to we're going to just quickly preview Crown it fucking eliminate him because it's in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, crown jewel, it's crown jewel. Crown, el- crown elimination jewel chamber. <laughs> that show, the next Saudi show, Saudi mania. Saudi- uh, <laughs> I like that one better. I like Saudi mania. So it looks like there's going to be. So I don't know how true this is. Becky Lynch versus Lita is yeah. on the way. Yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go, Becky Lynch versus Lita for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I think that could be cool, but again, it's going to be Becky that wins because we are so close to Mania. We're so close to that, you know, that magical three year as an active champion. They're not going to then go right. I take the take the belt offer. Um, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. I hope that the Viking Raiders get something here. Um, even if, you know what, see, put, put the Viking Raiders with Brock Lesnar. I think he'd love them. Have, oh my God, that'd be insane. Have the Viking Raiders and Brock Lesnar against the bloodline at the next pay-per-view. Let's just keep them keep them valid. Um, Brock Lesnar to screw over the Usos. Uh, we have Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle and AJ Styles in a WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. I think that sounds amazing on paper, but we're just like, do we need Seth against losing another title match? Do we need Brock in the chamber getting screwed by Roman again? You know, I think it could be... No, I don't think it could be. I was about to say, I think it could be a proving ground for... Theory and Riddle and maybe a chance to relaunch Styles, but you know what's going to happen, don't you? Brock's going to come in and eliminate everyone. He's coming yeah, Brock in. will be the last person to enter that match, for sure. Why? Um, I don't know if this is broke while we're on air, I'll just clarify it just now, but they're advertising a Universal Championship Elimination Chamber. Oh, God. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'm not mad at that. That could be fun. I mean, the the pay-per-view's called Elimination Chamber. There better be some type of SmackDown Elimination Chamber of some kind. Apparently, the people pushing for a championship unification match, according to the Wrestling Observer, is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Oh, they they want to do it. I didn't know they were speaking for the entire company. Okay, great. 
You know what Lesnar wants, Lesnar gets. My my buddy my buddy Victor posed this question to me, and I didn't know how to answer it. So I'm, I want to ask you uh, before we wrap up or talk about Elimination Chamber a little bit more. Um, when Brock's done, when Brock decides to be done with wrestling, is Vince just gonna shut down WWE and call it a day? Because they're gonna run out of ideas. God, like, no. like, like what if Brock decides to hang up his boots? What's next? Have Roman beat Bruno San Martino's record of like five thousand days as champion? Like what? What? What the hell? Because I feel like every plan is revolved around Lesnar in some way, shape, or form. And if he were to just walk away and leave, what the hell are they gonna do? Oh my God, we have to build our own talent. We have to boost up one of these younger guys like Theory or Riddle. Oh my God! I can't believe it. So you know, I I I, I get it. Brock Lesnar is the is the golden goose, and I'm I'm about to tell you something else. First off, um, there's no confirmation uh, of the SmackDown Elimination Chamber. I think that's just Wikipedia wishful thinking. But um, it is it is rumored Goldberg Roman for Saudi Arabia. Yuck. We we mentioned. Um, thinking two WrestleManias ahead. Well, they've at least done that with the with the women's title because it looks like Rousey v. Becky will be WrestleMania 39 and it looks like Charlotte Rousey will be this year's WrestleMania. Oh, hello. That'll be, that'll be according to Figure 4 online, that'll be one night re- main event. The next night is apparently going to be Rock versus Roman. Oh, next year? Yeah. And, oh, because it's in LA. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I, I, I have no problem with the Rock being at WrestleMania. I love the Rock. I am the biggest Rock fan <laughs> you will ever meet. Um, and him versus Roman Reigns is a great match. But much like Brock Lesnar, one of these days, much like Undertaker, they are going to hang it up. They are going to say no. And I'm not coming back. Stop asking me. And it's just going to be... I mean, it says, Dave Meltzer said, a million things may happen between then and now, considering Johnson's schedule. And things are always changing in WWE. But the Rousey the Rousey deal is for her to be a regular on SmackDown throughout next year's WrestleMania at minimum. So it looks like it will be... Expect to see Becky back on SmackDown soon. Wow. So it looks like two years of Rousey's WrestleMania opponents are they've planned Rousey two years ahead, but they don't have anything for two months ahead for the WWE title. I, I just I, I don't have a problem with the two the the two year plan for Ronda Rousey. I have a problem that they don't have it elsewhere on the card. They don't keep the same energy for everybody. And yeah. it is very upsetting. It's <laughs> it's wild and yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there on our on our very harsh very <laughs> <laughs> I think we rambled the first half of the show. The men's rumble we were very precise with, and then we made our feelings clear on the going to the well of Goldberg, going to the well 
for Rock, going for the, to the well for Brock Lesnar. I still think these guys have their place. I still think these guys can marquee matches. Hell, I still think, I still think, you know, Goldberg in the right way. You know, people complained about money. I think if Goldberg was booked the right way, because we talked about how there's so many dream opponents for Brock Lesnar, but theoretically Brock Lesnar needs to win 75% of those matches so that the 25% he does lose, someone gets the rub from that. Yep. Someone goes over from that. And that is the problem uh, with Goldberg. He comes back, he loses, he goes away. He comes back, he wins one match, he loses two. You know, there's there's never consistency with Goldberg's booking. And the whole appeal of it, Goldberg, was that he was unbeatable and it's diminishing returns. And, it, you know... We know in Saudi Arabia it's just going to be the same thing again. It's going to be the spear versus the spear and Goldberg's going to lose again. And it's going to not matter the dot because Goldberg hasn't won in like two years. Well, sorry, he beat, he beat Bobby Lashley, sorry. But that was after losing to Drew and Bobby Lashley in world title matches, but then winning a match that didn't matter against Bobby Lashley. I'll, on the topic of Goldberg, I'll say this. This last thing I'll say, because this is already a pretty long <laughs> central. Yeah. Um, I saw this on Twitter earlier today, and I couldn't agree with it more. Have Big E retire Goldberg at WrestleMania. That's that's my thing. Give me that. If you can't give Big E the damn belt again, have give him his wish. Two big men slapping me on the grandest stage, of, grandest stage of them all at the <laughs> stupendous two night WrestleMania. Have him retire Goldberg. I there think that'd go. be a great match. I think it'd be great as well. He always talks about wanting to wrestle um, because he, because of his Jewish heritage. He always talks about wanting to wrestle in Israel. Hell, right, put it on Israel mania. You've got Saudi mania. Just, just go to Africa. Oh, country. that'd be yo. That I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> just go to every country and give Goldberg his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know about legitimate uh, Saudi mania, but we can do Saudi mania elimination chamber. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it regardless. So, oh, and you know what? Here, here's something I don't actually hate. See the rumored WrestleMania chamber that they were rumored to be calling it. I don't hate that idea. I don't mind the name change because the winner would probably go on to WrestleMania to main event. If I they change the stipulation to that, then yes. Don't just change the name for the sake of changing the name. No, no, of course not. No. But anyway, as you mentioned, this is a long central. We've had our fun. We've had, <laughs> we've we've yelled. We've cried. We've laughed. We've learned. If you'd like to live, laugh, love with us more, follow us on Twitter at <laughs> DuplexVP, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course the massive back catalogue, interviews, previews, news and reviews iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Uh, Chris, thank you for reliving a painful night for many wrestling fans with me. I enjoyed this two-hour ESSR to the four-hour rumble. I'll, I'll just, just know that. <laughs> the therapy session that we all needed. Anyway. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week, guys. Have fun. Take care. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Suplex Retreat East Meets West. 
where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the East Seek Suicide Receipt podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Mm-hmm.